oh, wow. I went on quickly. I went to have a little drink <laughs> to get prepared, but here I am. It's Jack Kelly with let's go live with Jack Kelly, but with a little twist. This is kind of the new segment we're trying out, which is the future of work, the future of jobs, where what I'm going to try to do is bring to your attention, hey, where are these trends going? What's good for your career? Should you pivot to a different industry? Should you reinvent yourself? You know, everything is where, how can you make the best of this environment? How can you improve? And today, it's really something different too. It's what you have to watch out for. Should have some ominous music after that, right? Like, dun, 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 what do you have to watch out for? So it's Friday. I'm going to say it's Friday because let's be frank, it's, it's not really Friday, but Thursday, going into July 4th weekend, we're kind of done, right? I mean, um, I'm hoping everybody watches this because why are you going to bother working? That's it. You deserve a break. You need time off. You need to relax. So this is a good way to ease into it. What I, what I want to talk about today is this. The trend is the consensus amongst most companies that have reported their back-to-work plans is to have a, a hybrid work model. And you're probably very familiar with it, probably too familiar with you, tired of hearing about it. With the hybrid model, really just what it means and what companies are doing, like Google, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, is that you're going to be in the office two or three days a week, and then the rest you're going to be at home. Also, you're going to find a whole lot of people who are just going to be at home. There are studies saying like one in three, one in four people, if you can't work remotely, they're saying, I'm out of here. I'm not going to stay. And it makes sense because think about it. After a year and a half of working remotely, not having to commute back and forth to a city, not having all the expenses related to commuting, why would you want to go back? Now, some do, and it makes sense. You know, like I would tell my kids if they were starting out as a young person to probably go at least three or four days a week because you want to learn what it's like. You want to meet new people. You want to socialize. You want to build a network. So there, there are a lot of reasons to be there, but there are a lot of reasons not to be. Now, here's what I want to do for today. I got to tell you this. You might think, okay, you know what? It's not too great that I have to go back two and three days. If I got to do it, I got to do it. It might be better just to work all remote. You're going to have to find a way. You're going to have to advocate for yourself because I think how these things are going to play out is that some managers are going to want you in the office. Some managers may not. Some companies, like a lot of Wall Street firms, are pushing people to get back into work and get in the office. A lot of tech companies aren't. So it's not all one and the same. You have to find out for yourself what's the best style of work that works well for you. And then you have to advocate for that. Let me give you an example. Let me tell you a little bit of a story. So yesterday, I had, I had the pleasure of speaking with this really badass you know, woman. Her name is Cher Scarlett, and she's a software developer in Apple. And I wrote a uh, Forbes piece uh, 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 interviewing her and talking about what she is going through with Apple. So Apple, like a lot of companies, great company, awesome, terrific. Um, 
you know, I used to be Samsung phone guy, but my family all made me go and put peer pressure on me to have Apple products. And now I love them. I'm all aboard. So what happened is they had a hybrid model, right? So far, so good. Two, three days in. A group of people, including Cher, um, wrote a letter to Tim Cook, who's a CEO, saying, hey, this isn't fair. Many of us signed up when we joined the company as remote workers. And some of us don't even work anywhere near, you know, the office. And now it's kind of changing the game on us. And then for some people, like Cher, who is very, and I give her so much credit because not a lot of people are brave enough to stand up and talk about their own personal situation, but then also fight for all their coworkers and colleagues. So what, what she was telling me and what I wrote about, and you can check out the article, is that she is open about having various mental health issues and she feels comfortable now talking about it. And I think as a society, generally, we feel comfortable talking about it. Never used to be that way, but I think it's really healthy to do. And for her, having bipolar disorder, some other disorders, it's really tough to do that long commute. The anxiety, the stress, it just doesn't work well with the way she's wired. And being a single mom, it makes it even tougher because you have to juggle work, your child, their schooling, the commute, and it's overwhelming. So working remotely, particularly in certain jobs like being a software engineer, where you don't have to have a lot of interaction all day long, you could do it. So she, she was part of this group that penned a letter. Then Apple was saying, sorry, we're going to hold firm. We're going to be more restrictive in terms of who could work remote and who cannot. And we're going to do this hybrid. Now, on, on, on face value, that does seem fair, right? It does seem kind of fair that you're going to ease people back into the office. You're not asking five days a week. You're giving two or three. But I think what's happening now, and I've talked about this with the other you know, future of work call, uh, uh, you know, LinkedIn Lives, is that we're in a different world now. I think, I think the post the pandemic and the, is, is a, an era that changed everything. It's a cliche to say it accelerated all the trends. So I'm not gonna say it, even though I just did say it, but we'll pretend I didn't say it. So it's, it's made a big difference in the way we think about things. It opened our eyes. If we had a conversation a year and a half ago, two years ago about remote work, hybrid work, remote work, it's no one, no one would listen, no one care, it would be weird. You know, let's be frank, there are a lot of people who used to work at home, but it wasn't common. So when you would see it, you're still like, why is that happening? Now, people are fighting to do it. So for yourself, you have to think, all right, we have this hybrid work schedule. Does this, does this work for me? Does this make sense? And just because now the company is saying you have to do it, you have to wonder, is it right for me? So, so Cher stood up for herself and, and spoke to her manager. And imagine how, and, and listen, 
it's really uncomfortable. So I'm not going to pretend this is easy because she spoke with her manager and she was very open about her mental health issues, being a single mom, you know, not knowing how you could do the commute because they're really where she lives. You can't even commute to there. So you have to relocate. But how do you relocate if you don't have the money to go get a house or apartment? Now, software developers pay well, but depends pay well if you live in a very expensive place like San Francisco, Silicon Valley, or New York with taxes, apartment, homes, cars, well, you can make a decent salary and still not have a whole lot of money. And for people who bought homes and who've moved, you know there's a lot of costs involved. So she's very brave to stand up for herself and stand up for her colleagues to say, hey, this doesn't seem too fair. Can we work something out? Can we make accommodations? And it takes a lot of courage to do that because now you're sharing with, they're not strangers and managers and supervisors, but for all intents and purposes, they kind of are. And you're giving personal information to them, which is very bold to do. And this is what I would suggest that you have to start thinking about your own career, that you have to figure out what works best for yourself. What do you feel comfortable doing? What do you feel is on the spectrum of what is right and fair and what when you feel you're being taken advantage of. You know, do you have a job that you can work from remote? Do you have a job that it makes more sense to work remote? Do you have young children? Do you, do you have a sick relative? Is there some, you know, maybe other reasons why you can't go in? You want to talk to your boss about it. It's an uncomfortable, I'm not going to pretend. It's an uncomfortable conversation. It's going to be a weird conversation, but it's something that has to be done. The two, the two and three days a week, you may also figure it doesn't, it doesn't make sense in that um, person who I spoke with, and I want to name him because I'm not sure if I'll blow up his spot, but really, you know, sometimes when you talk to someone and they tell you and the light bulb goes on and you're like, duh, that's <laughs> makes so much sense, but you didn't think about it. He's telling me, Hey, Jack, you know what? I've started coming back to the office a couple of days a week, but it's ridiculous. I'm coming from Long Island, getting on the train, you know, getting up early, you know, getting on the train, going in, getting into the city, then get off the train, have to get, take another train or Uber to get to the office. You get to the office and then you look around, you look around and like, wait, the people who I would need to interact with and collaborate with aren't here. So what do you do? Then you do Zoom calls from the office, taking an hour and a half to get to the office to have Zoom calls with people who are home. And then you think, why was this necessary? So then you can stay till 5, 5.30 at night, 6 o'clock at night, take the train home for another hour and change. And you're exhausted because if you have, if you do the commute every day is exhausting. But if you don't do the commute every day and then you do it from scratch, you're wiped out. So now you're wiped out and then you got to do it again. Now, some people are going to be like, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, that's terrible. You know what? You're a rotten person if you say that. No, no, you're not a bad person. I understand. You know, every, for everybody, it's relative. You know what I mean? For somebody, it's like big deal. You know, and I get it. Some people have such hard, like my, my brother, one of my brothers, he has a job. He's fixing buses. So in 100 degrees in the summer, he's there with these big wrenches you know, working on all the, on the, all the parts of the, of the buses in the winter, it's freezing. I get it. People have really tough jobs. And when they hear about white collar folks whining about their stuff, they're like, yeah, boo -hoo -hoo -hoo. I get it. But you know what? For everybody, it's important. 
you can't dis, you can't you can't say for one person oh big deal and for someone else these are important issues for people's lives so if you go in the office and and you look around and you and you and you realize wait the people who i'm supposed to interact with aren't here it makes sense for you to go to your manager and say hey manager why am i coming in here i don't mind coming in maybe you like let's say you don't mind you maybe you want to i don't mind coming in but why are you making me come in when nobody is in the office that's relevant for me those are that's one of the things that chair brought up she goes into the office and the work is is done international so she ends up going to the office and if anything has to communicate it's with china or another part of the us or wherever same thing so why is this necessary and you know what i'm not even saying that the companies are bad people for doing it i think this is kind of a new rollout not think it is a new rollout we haven't done this before where we went from completely remote now we're bringing people back in but bringing people back in at stages bringing people back in 2 3 days a week maybe and it looks like that's going to stay for for a while so they're just learning on the fly too now to be fair some companies probably are very heavy handed and just going to say you have to do this that's it others going to be more open minded but you don't know until you ask so if you find yourself in that spot where you're going in 2 3 days a week and there seems to be no reason for it then i think you're well within your rights you know to say hey this doesn't make sense can we make or we could can i just stay remote or if you want to go in can we work something out that i come in or we we coordinate that i'm in with the people we need so i could be the most productive when i'm there another thing to look for now remote work there you know there's a lot i think if we took a survey i'm guesstimating 80% of the people say i want remote work great maybe even more there's 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 pitfalls to remote work as well for instance you know i was writing about that you could see a two a dual class caste system arise where the people in the office and the people at home now think about this for a second if you have now i gave an example where you come in and you don't know the people there but think about it you come into the office and let's say now because it's two or three days a week you're only at maybe 20 30 40% capacity and then in your particular division your particular unit i don't know maybe it'd be 10 people 20 people 30 let's say 50 people when you have 10 to 20 to 50 people what do you think is going to happen you're going to have this bonding thing going on you're going to have this esprit de corps you're going to have this like you know hey how how was it the last year i haven't seen i literally haven't seen you in a year plus what's going on oh that's wonderful that's great oh what's happening with you and it's going to be this really cool vibe let's say hey let's all go out for lunch together you know what let's go out for dinner have you been vaccinated yeah i have so yeah let's go out to eat and you're going to have this really fun experience where everybody's going through this share thing this once in a hopefully once in a generation thing and this is fantastic and you're going to get these bonds now put on let's say the managers are there let's say the ceo is there and he or she is just walking around seeing saying hi to everybody and you get in front of him or her let's say top executives are there think about it you're going to have access that the people who are at home don't have access to over time think how that's going to sway 
managers and bosses, what they're going to do and say and think, and what is that going to mean for your promotions? What's that going to mean for raises? What's that going to mean for further career progression? You know, the expression out of sight, out of mind, this is a perfect case of that. So if you're working remotely, what I would suggest you do, you have to make sure you're on everybody's radar. You can't fall off the radar screen because they'll forget you're there. And again, I'm not saying this because they're bad people. It's just human nature. Human nature is that if you're in the office and you see these 5, 10, 20 people around you, it's very easy to say, hey, Mike, come over here. Can we have a quick meeting? Hey, Christine, Nadi, let's, let's, let's put our heads together. Let's, let's discuss this. It's easier to do that than to all of a sudden go, oh, hmm, let me look at my schedule. Hmm, where's Jane today? I think she's a digital nomad and she's in California, maybe, uh, or no, maybe she's in Europe. And wait, where's Joe? Joe, uh, see you in today, not where? Uh, it's just too involved. Then you have to start getting, okay, let's do a Zoom call. So everybody go to their your own respective offices and desks. And then we're going to call June and Sally and Bob and Bill and, you know, Tony, whatever. That's cumbersome. Do you think? It's more likely, is it more likely that if you have a small group that want the boss, the big boss is calling you all together, right? Do you think the big boss and everybody's gonna say, no, wait, no, we can't have this meeting. We have to get 20 other people on this call who are distributed everywhere, or let's just get this done. You know, we could have this meeting in 10 minutes, let's get it done, or it could take an hour and a half to get a hold of everybody. And how do you know you're gonna get a hold of everybody? And it's just gonna be, uh, it's just going to be a mess, right? It's a rhetorical question because you know the answer. The answer is that is whoever is there, whoever is in front of you, that's going to be on who's who's you know you're on their mind. You're on you're, you're you're that person. They know who you are. They see you work. They see you every day. And unless you're a big jerk and a pain in the butt, if they see you every day and you're putting in a good work and you're working hard and you're doing a good job, you're going to get rewarded for it. You're going to get more job, you know, you're going to get more work to do, more cool work to do, promotions, raises, and so on. The people who are at home could slowly, slowly kind of fade away. So that I would suggest for the people at home, find a way, set up a schedule with your boss, make sure, hey, we're going to have these, you know, connections every X amount of time. Maybe come in once in a while, even if you're remote, just come in, make sure they remember who you are, get in front of them, keep them up to date what, what you're doing. So you have to have a game plan that you don't, you, you don't get left behind and they know what you're doing and they know what you're up to. You want to do the same things with colleagues too. You want to make sure they remember you. So when you're working on a project, you're not left off of it. Now, what I would say for people in the office Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Get in front of the managers. Get in front of decision makers. Get in front of important people who could kind of do something for your career. Because with less people around, you're going to get greater exposure. And with greater exposure, you're going to have more opportunities and you're going to learn more. So you see where I'm going with this? This is, this is, this is an interesting thing that's developing. We're in this time where change is the new constant. Things are going to be changing. Now, I, I, I doubt the hybrid two, three day a week, and then you have some people who just remotely, it's going to stay forever. I think companies are going to tinker with it. I think some companies after six months are, are going to say, I want everybody back. 
you know, kind of like a bait and switch. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, two, three days. That's great. Yeah, fine. And then six months later, nope, get back in here. Some, I bet you some companies do that. I bet you some companies say, you know what? This is working pretty cool. Let's keep it going. In fact, this is so good. I don't even think you have to come in two days or three days. You could come in whenever you want to come in. You know, and, and a lot of companies are doing that. You know, Twitter said you could work from home forever. Uh, you know, Ford, an old line, you know, what you would think of a very conservative kind of company basically said, nope, you guys all can work from home. But, you know, come in if you have meetings and things like that. So we're going to see this kind of, it's going to change. Be prepared. I don't think it's going to be set in stone. You can have some companies that something blows up and they're going to go, see, this is why remote doesn't work. Everyone back. Others, like during the pandemic, so many companies, all these tech companies, Amazon, Apple, boom, fantastic business. So they may still do it and just keep it going. But you want to be prepared. You don't, you want to kind of look at it strategically. You want to think, what is right for me and my career? What is right for me and my life and work balance? What's the best arrangement? That's the first thing. You got to figure that out. Then from there, you need to advocate for yourself. Like I talked about sharing, you read about, you have to act, you know, you have to advocate. So if you're a remote person, as I mentioned, you have to find ways to have people remember and include you. If you're in the office, you want a strategy. How can you get in front of the right people so they could see you shine so you could get raises, promotions, and advancement? If you have health issues, if you have mental health issues, if you have sick family members, if you have childcare issues, um, anything else, you want to kind of say to your boss and your manager, hey, let's talk about this. Let's figure this out. Let's get a flexible schedule. Even if you're remote, you might need a flexible schedule. Let's say you're working remote, but you have to drop off your children at daycare or school and you have to pick them up a certain time. So you don't want to be in the spot where they call you and like, where the hell is Jack? Where are you? Oh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this in LinkedIn. So, you know, when you say, where are you? And they're going to just think you're goofing off. So you want to kind of make sure you're on the same page. So you want to let your person, you, you know, your boss know, hey, here, here, what I like to do is take my son and daughter to school, drop, drop, drop them off and pick them up, but I'll make up that extra time. So you're all on the same page. You see, see where I'm going with this? You want to be, use this time a time of change, a time where things are being are different, a time where people figure things out. And then that kind of time is a little easier. Two years ago, no, because two years ago, everything was set in stone. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear about your mental health issues. They don't want to hear about working remote all the time. They don't want to hear about hybrid. They just want butts and chairs and that's it. But we're not at that time anymore. We're in a different period of time that's changing quickly. So you want to take advantage of that. You want to be strategic. And I think the people who navigate their careers this way are going to do way better because then they're going to have something that fits with your lifestyle. If your lifestyle is such where you need to, you're, you're just stressed out of your mind having to juggle, you know, childcare, you know, with work, with commuting, and now you don't have to, you're going to be so much more successful and you're going to be happier and more productive. And the cool thing is the company is going to be more productive because if you have a workforce who every who everybody's doing what they feel comfortable doing, they're going to appreciate it and they're going to work harder and smarter and better. Conversely, what you're going to see is the companies that are really just jerks about it and just like, nope, 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 nope. This is what you have to do. They're kidding themselves. Trust me, 
as someone who's been a recruiter for coming on 25 years, I know it's hard to believe because like, you know, I'm so youthful looking. <laughs> so, so, so being a recruiter for so long, I've definitely seen when people, it's interesting. Uh, I've spoken to so many folks who, when I try to recruit, they'll say, no, thank you, Jack. It's not about the money. I really appreciate all the things my company is doing for me. And then they'll kind of list what the company is doing. And it looks, the, you know, the, the, the similarities are that they're taking care of this person. You know, it could be childcare. It could be maybe they, they're helping with, you know, um, with, with health issues by, you know, what, giving a gym membership or whatever the case may be. I, yes, I still have a landline. Yeah, I do. I don't know why we still have a landline because I guarantee it's going to be a robocaller. Yeah. So should I pick up and, and we'll talk to the person who's trying to give us a warranty on the car or, oh, okay, they hung up. So I have no idea what I was just saying now. So, so, so what you want, so what happens is that I try to recruit them and then what ends up happening they tell me all the good things the company is doing. And even if the money is significantly more, they won't move because it's more important that they feel love, appreciation, and gratitude. And it goes a long way. On the other hand, when I call up a person and want to recruit them and their company is not treating them fairly, they're like, what do you got, Jack? <laughs> tell me, I'm all ears. I'm listening to you. What, what, what job do you have for me? Why? A lot of times is because then they'll tell me what their company is doing and how they're being mistreated, how they're not being appreciated, how they're not being taken care of. And then also not so much the money too. It's like, you know what? Heck with these guys, if they're not taking care of me and they're not, they're not valuing my time and my effort, I'm going to go somewhere else. And for companies too, you know, they'll think they'll be clever, but they don't realize if people are at home, five days a week or two days a week or three days a week, and they're unhappy, they're going to be looking for recruiters. They're going to be work, looking you know, for jobs. They're going to be networking. So what you're going to do is you're going to create a whole bunch of people on your payroll who have just mentally checked out. They don't care. It's even worse than mentally checking out. They're, they're, they're trying every day to get the heck out of there. And do you think by having a whole bunch of people in your company who want to get out of there, is that going to make you a better company or worse company? Easy questions, make it a worse company. Because you can't run a good company when everyone has one foot out the door. So what I would suggest, and for managers and, and executive leaders who are listening to this, it's on both sides. This is not just, you know, rah, rah, rah for workers. This is just being intelligent about how this is playing out. So if you're a leader, if you're a middle manager, if you're an executive, you really want to think, how can I retain and attract employees? And you, one of the easiest things to do is just ask and then listen to them. Listen to what they want and need and work with them on it. Does it mean you have to give everything? No, because sometimes you can't. But the ones you can, try do it. Give it a shot. If it doesn't work, say, sorry, it didn't work. We'll try something else. If you're, if you're an employee and you feel you're not being treated fairly, you don't have to take and, and be angry about it. For example, fight for yourself. Ask for what you want because we're in a hot job market now. And I think barring any crazy things happening in the future, 
It's just going to get hotter and hotter. And this way you are holding the card. So this is your time to do it. And I get it. I'm not going to pretend it's easy. It's always awkward to have these conversations. But to succeed, you have to do uncomfortable things. You have to get outside of your comfort zone. So you have to go out there. So I thought I'd just do like five, 10 minutes because it's heading a holiday weekend and I'm not even sure if anyone's around. So whoever's around, I appreciate you listening and watching. I hope this helps. I hope this gives, you know, we're just trying to give ideas out, some color of where I see things, what's happening. And it's not, the reason I know this is not because I'm so smart because I'm not, I'm kind of dumb, but is that I'm constantly, when I'm writing my articles, doing the homework, doing research, talking to people. You know, so I'm in a unique spot that I talk to people all walks of life, all levels from CEOs to, to, to janitors. No, I am not exaggerating. Across, you can just check them out everywhere, across the board, across the country, across the world. Um, as a recruiter, speaking to HR people, hiring managers, job seekers, so that you get a real sense of what's happening. So I feel very, very honored and humbled that I could bring this information and share it because most people like they're in their lane, know their company, just, you know, doing their thing and not really aware of what else is happening. So I'm in this weird kind of, you know, position that I'm speaking with so many different companies and so many different industries and writing about it, learning about it, that I could share this with you. So I hope it's helpful. I hope this gives you some food for thought and, and hopefully I'm empowering you so that if you were hesitant about speaking up for yourself, you know, maybe, you know, maybe not from this video, but maybe hearing from other people, hearing again and again, then you feel more confident to stand up for yourself and, and fight for your rights and fight for what you feel is the best way to live your best life and have a, a life and work balance and be happy. So I'll leave it on that. Have a great 4th of July weekend. Thank you so much for watching. It's great. And uh, I'll see you on Tuesday. Thanks.